this midweek mention, yeah, I've seen many, many times. Mm-hmm. Was this your first go at it? Yes. And it's the Da Vinci Code. Yes. So 18 years after Dan Brown's 2003 book took airports by storm. Yeah. Uh, Did as well. That's where everybody read it. Yeah. I finally decided to board this train and see Ron Howard's movie that was made just three years later. This was a massive thing, the book, wasn't it? Yeah. Everybody. Did you read it? No. No, No, Did you read read it? it? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. Yeah. I read the other ones as well, actually, but um, this was the the better one I, f- I felt by him. Yeah. Do we even need to say the story? I mean, the Da Vinci Code. Everybody kind of knows it now because I think everybody read the book at, at some point. Did you? Did no, you read no, the no, no, no. This was that the, as well. Yeah, the first time I've dipped my. T- it never interested me particularly the the book. Right. And then when something becomes really popular like that, I become really More like contrarian off. basically, and I'm like, I just won't read that. Let's go for it. Let's see what we thought. Okay, so this has got Tom Wanks in, isn't it? And um, it, well, this is huge because it's that. yeah, it's Elron Hubbard directed it. Yeah, yes. Tom Hanks, obviously massive star. What's his face? Gandalf, mm-hmm. yeah. huge at the time. Done Magneto, X Men stuff. Done Lord of the Rings and stuff. So massive star. Yeah, um, and it was a super super famous book. So this was a huge Paul huge. Paul Bettany as well. Yeah, 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 he, no, was coming, he was coming through. He's one of the uh, first characters that we see almost. Well, we see Jacques Saunier and he's being pursued through the Louvre in Paris, isn't he? And he's demanding Silas, as we, we later find out his name, Paul Bettany's character, who yeah. we've only seen in flashes, but he's demanding the location of something called the Keystone, which Saunier, our protagonist, reveals is kept beneath the rose. And then Silas thanks, thanks him and shoots him. Yeah, I mean, and and for anybody who has never heard of this and doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, this was a huge book, Dan Brown, and it was kind of like an intellectual Indiana Jones character that he he built to find the the Holy Grail of of some thought, really. And and he used cleverly um, facts to, to... to mirror in and and to kind of tw- intertwine. Yeah, when you with say the, the facts fiction. and cleverly, well, I mean the the fact that the buildings are real and and there's a yeah. big tour actually. I mean, it, off the strength of the book, people went to visit a lot of the the churches and the the places that are mentioned in the book to to go and find some kind of conspiracy within the book itself as yeah. well. Indiana so, Jones had already found it. Years before. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's They've true. They've just got to talk, these guys, haven't they? <laughs> it's not Indiana Jones, though. It's it's Tom Hanks, and he's in town giving a presentation, and we know that he's a renowned religious symbologist because it says it in fucking massive letters <laughs> on a PowerPoint presentation that he's giving, the first of many PowerPoint presentations that the movie decides to do. And in case you're too stupid to realise what he's talking about, which is religious symbols, so you could have probably deduced it from that. But anyway, he wears all black, black suit, Black shirt. He looks like a, a douche, really, let's be honest. You know, when you turn that kid who turns up into the office and he's got like a black yeah. shirt on and maybe a white tie. Yeah. But it is handy if you ever need to escape through a bunch of nuns like he does later. And he's got a mullet. Little one. Robert Little one, yeah. Robert Langdon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Tom Hanks's character. And he's as you said, he's he can decipher symbols from the past and yeah. apart from the ones that he can't. Apart that he needs those. other people to tell him. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Th- those ones. Hmm. But he's contacted by the police, isn't he? At yes. the, but they've got a sense of drama as well because they queue up in his book signing. 
uh, yeah. to say <laughs> to say that there was a murder at the Louvre, and I'm just like, and you've already. got to come with me now. Yeah, yeah, but they queued up first, um, and he goes to the crime scene, which is a pretty grisly affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like uh, I didn't I didn't rewatch it for this, but I have seen it a lot. It's sort of like a drawing round him. He's painted a. <laughs> So he's created a puzzle with his last dying breath, or let's be fair, his last few dying breaths, because he quite does elaborate. hide a key in the museum, strips himself, covers his body in symbols yeah. in his own blood, then writes a three or four line cryptic message in his own blood, the blood starting with the Fibonacci sequence out of order before posing his body in a manner identical to Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man and then dying. I think that's... Necessarily possible. Well, that I, that I am literally explaining way. what that is. Literally, what happens? I mean, it's quite it's, a common cause of death. Actually, you'd be surprised that kind of. He never danced again. But they are being pursued by a lone sort of security guard, aren't they? Is he a security, or guard? is it a police officer? In any case, there's sort of one person tracking them, and they have to sort of solve each cryptic puzzle. Oh, which there there are a few. To get, and then it's like, oh, oh, the Mona Lisa, you know, and they run to the next one and eventually... It's the Madonna on the Rocks, I think, is the one. But it's so... We didn't say that Sophie Nevo is Audrey Tattoo. She's a a fucking mega babe in this. That's why I keep watching it. (laughs) (laughs) She's a a police police cryptographer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And she she tells Robert that the the authorities suspect him of the crime. Yeah. Well, Well, it's because they're French and they're lazy, so they'll just pin it on the first guy they see. I wonder if many forces have their own kind of cryptologist, symbologist. Yes, yeah. I think so. Every force, yeah. It's almost that Everyone's got a cryptologist. Yeah. You, you turn to first in a, in a major crime. Yeah. So that's where your first port of call. Somebody's put a GPS tracker in Langdon's pocket. So they he throws it out the windows. And actually, there are no windows on that side of the Louvre. So, uh, <laughs> I wonder if they are. had mobile phones 2003. Yeah, remember that far back. Yeah, I think I think they do feature in it. There is a there is a bunch of shit with like anagrams that Sonier did, and it sort of floats around his head, uh, sort of like a ghostly Sudoku. Yeah, yeah, and he can rearrange it. It's a sort of attempt to inject a little bit of visual panache into something that's quite gloomy visually. Anyway, they end up at a Swiss depository don't they where they find a box well he's left he's left a key hasn't it that's what they find it's a fleur-de-lis so yeah they do they he throws this gps attached it to a bar of soap yeah throws that out of the window that's how he escapes the gendarmerie yeah and yeah you're right then they go off to this sort of slightly sinister swiss bank account thing not not where not before there's a scene i think where she reverses really fast away from them and it's strongly implied, as it is three or four times throughout this film, that God himself directly <laughs> intervenes in the plot to 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 save them. Yeah, like yeah. through some sort of mir- oh, like miraculous occurrence or un- yeah. The- oh my god! <laughs> no, the worst, the worst. I can't. Well, we're getting to the worst because yeah. Oh fucking hell! There's a bunch of shit about at the depository box where they used the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, uh, I've got to. You can't see because it's too cold in here. But I've actually got a t-shirt that says tattoo. Then. It's got oh, the Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence on it. That's so lovely. That's pretty as cool. easy as, what does he say? As easy as one, one, two. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got this, they've got to find this, they find this cryptex in the security deposit box, which yeah. is a thing that, it's a neolo- neology, is that a new word? Dan Brown made it up for this. It's like a five word coded um, pr- 
primitive self-destructing yeah. box thing yeah. that's got a map or something in it. Yeah, it's, it's got a parchment with some, was it vinegar? Or some sort of acid. Oh, yeah. that's right. It's it destroys gonna... the text if you don't get the code right. And they're on the run from the authorities and the bank calls some people, but then they've got a safe pas- passage clause, so the guy sort of smuggles them out there. Uh, not Then he, the guy who smuggles them out of there, yeah. then becomes a turncoat and then manages to knock himself unconscious, <laughs> shutting a door, which is the second time on a bullet that fell out of a thing and rolled into a... Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it jumps, doesn't it? from kind of location to location startling revelation to desperate chase scene repeat is needed and it kind of knits all all together yeah thanks starts to sort of uh, get some information from audrey tattoo and says did how well did you know your uncle it is her uncle yeah yeah jackson yeah no grandfather grandfather and um he used to like train me on all these puzzles and Mm. do all this that and the other and and then you get some sort of flashbacks and he was part of this secret society the templar the knights of the templar well he was the knights of the templar are the sort of military wing of the prion of sirey I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they're the more sort of churchy. You've got to be careful talking this. about this stuff. You never know who might just come knocking on the door. You know, this is all heavy conspiracy stuff, isn't it? They get to Versailles where um, Sir Lee Teabing lives. Ian McKellen, it's quite a funny introduction, but it's only just so he can take us to his study where he's got a fucking presentation ready to tell us more (laughs) exposition as if we hadn't had enough. And he tells us some stuff about the Priory of Zion and all that shit. And then suddenly Silas appears kind of out of nowhere. Which is Um, Paul Bethany. Paul Bethany, yeah. He likes to flagellate himself. He does. Don't we all? Don't we all? If you could, you would. Yeah. And he wears a thing. I didn't catch the name of it, but it's like a garter, but it hurts you. All garters do anyway, don't they? But this one, this is like a thorn, like, thorny thing. To mm. you know, he's got to pay for his sins for basically going and murdering people left, right, and centre. We yeah. see his backstory in a in a flashback. You get several. They have these sort of monochrome, colour saturated flashbacks to the past, but it's fucking hilarious because <laughs> they use it for showing when things happened two thousand years ago and when things happen seconds before in the plot. So it, yeah as they do later when they escape from the plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this movie is fucking stupid. Really yeah. stupid. It follows the book closely. I, th- I think that's what his, his target was. And they went to make two sequels after this. Yeah, yeah. This um, is the best one of them all. Ian McKellen has this theory in it that this is basically about a vagina. Yeah. He points to the Last Supper picture and he's like, so Langdon, the fucking, you know, the expert on this field couldn't recognise this symbol of and it's like a V, you know, yeah. someone's missing. Christ's power on earth is a woman, blah blah blah. So you're starting to put the pieces together, you know, if well you should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should be. It turns out that Ian McKellen is also going to be a turncoat. Yeah. Um, because he wants the grail like any grail enthusiast, he has to get his hands on it. Yeah, yeah. even this guy who's yeah been pure of heart otherwise, he's been turned by the grail. It's only our hero really that has any minerals about him well who knows if he's got his hands on it i mean absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely he, there's oh god where are we now well we they go the they, airplane they, they which just... i really wanted to tear into because it's so fucking stupid when they do, the 
the plane lands and they don't check the only car that leaves and they're just on the floor and and they show you in flashback that they ran out of another door as as the plane was doing a handbrake turn yeah they 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 have some clues and they're effectively on the run constantly in this movie which culminates in one scene how long has this been going because they haven't slept or eaten and I think it, it's this, 24 hours, isn't it? Is it? I it seems so. about a week, considering they've been in France and England, and now they then they fuck off to Scotland. Yeah, is they're that... zigzagging all around there. It's a lot of air miles, but they. my favourite scene, when you're talking about stupidityness is when Ian McKellen does eventually corner them in a building, and he has them at gunpoint, and he's going to kill them, and a pigeon moves. <laughs> it's amazing. It's <laughs> and amazing. And they run away again. Yeah. <laughs> then that is when Hank shouts, I have to get to a library fast, which is yeah. um, really good. And they do get to a library pretty quick. And then they're in Scotland and there Sophie is reunited with her grandmother and brother. And she spent most of her life thinking they were they were dead. And of course, is, is pretty pleased that they're not. There is a scene where you see her in the back of the car, which crashes. And that is pretty fucking grim yeah that was harrowing yeah but then it's revealed that that sophie is actually mary's descendant yeah she is the holy grail Mm. so in other words a two thousand year old bloodline uh, descended from a couple who definitely had multiple children had exactly one living direct descendant (laughs) (laughs) that we know of Uh, well i suppose the priory or the the knight's templar would have killed all the rest of them off is that what we're led to believe i guess so yeah i think that's the uh, i don't know we haven't even mentioned Alfred Molina's in this. Yeah, a bit. Doc Ock's in it. Yeah, sometimes looking like he's a bad guy, but his name is literally Red Herring in Italian. <laughs> Aringarossa. Yeah, yeah. It's then there's a thing at the end where he cuts himself shaving, and the blood goes into a fleur de lis, <laughs> <laughs> and then that means that he has to go to Paris and realise that the Louvre all along was the giant vagina pointing to where, and then he kneels because God's real. <laughs> I'm guessing that you weren't a huge fan of this, or did you enjoy the stupidityness? I have really enjoyed slating it because it's fucking stupid. Utterly, utterly stupid. I'm sure the book was a lot better because I know a lot of people have read it and people whose opinions that I care about say it's good, but it's just stupid as a film. And it's like endless exposition after exposition and Scooby-Doo for conspiracy nut jobs. I've seen it about 10 times. I really like it. Yeah. mostly yeah, for her I've, I've, I've seen this twice this being the second time after promising i would never watch that again <laughs> i watched it again have you seen i liked the book i enjoyed it and it had a real pace about it and it had the the tension mm. and things that i didn't feel in this story i mean you had ron howard you had tom hanks it's a winning combo you had a hit book it just didn't really but this is, see, this is yeah, what I would say about Tom Hanks. Me. This is largely the kind of middle of the road, easy nonsense that he churns out. There's you know? no room for character in his whole character is was scared once as a child in a well. That's yeah. his character. Yeah, it's Batman, claustrophobic. Brother, There's no room for any character because it's 140 minutes of just plot after plot after plot. And if you don't, if I can imagine it being a page turner, but on the screen, it's. I think Ron Howard probably has sucked all the life out of it because well, it doesn't just... have doesn't have Clinton Howard. It's the classic rule. Yeah. Mm. And then the the saved by God stuff was just so like it made me cringe. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know how this did overall. I imagine just because of the weight know, of the, the director and the actor that it made money 
or at least money back. But um, well, it had a load of fanfare going into it because of the success of the book. So the budget for it was 125 mil, which seems overly expensive for this. Well, they made 760. Wow, seems cheap then. Yeah, so. <laughs> Decent whack but of cash. It, uh, what, but what's what's the, the ratings on this? Because I can't imagine it, it scored very highly over uh, over this period of time now. Metric, 6.6 on IMDb, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. not well liked. 46% on Metacricket, 80%, 87% on Google, because you know, Google. Um, but, you know, did make a lot of money. They kept it deliberately. It doesn't refer to any of his previous adventures because they're all pre-date. Da Vinci That's Code. Right. You really enjoy the other films if you didn't like this one because they're a lot worse. I heard the one with Ewan McGregor is a bit better. Which Angels and Demons is yeah. that one? It's fucking know. not yeah. great. And there's another Maybe one. Take us there for Disco Inferno or something. The, I can't remember. They, they they don't seem to translate very well into into films. His books, unlike John Grisham, for example, who's done you know the Pelican Brief and the Firm and a, a few others that have translated reasonably well into uh, Time to Kill was another one with Matthew mm. McConaughey, but. I don't know. I mean, this guy Dan Brown, he's obviously got the, the the pen in his hand. He's he's a gifted writer and he's popular and everything. But it didn't translate in the film for me. Just didn't work. I mean, maybe it was because of the hype of the the book and everything that was so well loved. You expected more from from this. But I think maybe I don't know. It seemed to me there was so much plot that it could only work as Over-opted. like a mini series or something because. Mm. Maybe it needed to be in two parts, and as you say, yeah. a little more about the character and to try to care about him a little bit more. But I mean, the, um, the lead being, you know, it's not huge into in like symbology. It's not a great lead character, you know, for a film. It's fairly yeah, but, mundane. But the idea that, though, that does interest me. I, 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 no, I interest like, me yeah. as well. And the conspiracy. Yeah. I think the theme of well, it, but the idea of in there, Indiana but, Jones without the whip cracking. Yeah. There's definitely something there, but yeah, I don't know. And the whole bloodline of Jesus thing, that is a strong hook for something. Yeah, it was just yeah. all a bit pretty there, plodding. There's a scene where they're near the US Embassy and there's a quick shot on the wall of a poster of Les Miserables. According to documents, its author, Victor Hugo, was the 24th Grand Master of the Priory of Sion. Oh. So, you know. Cause, and and some, some of this stuff's really interesting. You say, like, Da Vinci, of course, he was part of this this group of people as well who yeah. were charged with looking after or knowing secrets and secret societies and things and there is something that's interesting about all that it just didn't come out in this film for me i said something nasty a week or so ago i think about catholicism maybe about the weirder aspects of it but it did great with me a little bit in this how they were just like all the bad guys and shadowy and all the stuff that's you know i don't know is it racist? I don't know. Maybe sexist or offensive to someone. Probably, probably, probably is. So but two, this film two, one. Was kind of offensive to me because it didn't really <laughs> spend my time well no. on, on this. You know, I'm glad um, I watched it though because yeah, you're down. Did you watch you, it again? You, you can you can attack it with you know a fair. You can have a fair fight because you've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I hit it head on. So would you, would you watch it again? Another nine times like me? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't I think this will be the second and, and final time. I'll watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I'll go again. Yeah. What what is it that grabs you about? Audrey it? tattoo. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs>